buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and try to make sense of this shit. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast currently about Kingdom Hearts 358 Days over 2. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. We are watching our third of almost certainly four viewings of 358 Days over 2, the movie, unless we decide to split the last, like, 40 minutes into, like, two, three, four, five, six parts. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, there's probably that ma- at least that many days left, right? Well, how far do we get? Oh, we're at, like, Let's 352, see. I think. 353 is the last day we okay. watched here. So, you know, those ones will be real-time days. It's time for the apology corner. Oh. I fucked up. Hmm. Because I completely didn't think that there was any reason to watch the little text things. I told you about this. Every every so often there will be plot developments in the movie that don't happen in cutscenes, so they'll just put like a little text screen on the screen. Right. And I was like, oh, those don't, we don't need to talk about those. Those are a complete waste of time. Then I realized that one of those is where Shion and Roxas almost kill each other. Oh, I mean, that is important. You said, oh, like, you don't remember that happening. No, do you not no, remember, I do that, remember happening? that Oh, yes, I do remember that happening. Okay. I thought you meant, like, last episode. You mean in this episode. Yes, in this episode that does yeah, almost yeah, yeah. happen. I, I, I haven't gone back to see if we missed anything of note. It was probably all stuff that I filled in from the game anyway. But I was watching the cutscenes. I was like, where, where is... I know that happens. There's no way it happens after this. It's also pretty wild that that's not a cutscene. That's apparently all just like in engine and during a fight. Which- well, yeah, because it's a it's a mission that you play in the game, which is kind of neat. I guess. It, yeah, I, I guess it's interesting. The mission doesn't have its own cutscene, but um, yeah, yeah, a lot of very very interesting choices made with this game. You you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think if I if I'm not mistaken, we actually start with a. Uh, with a, a text screen, because the last thing we saw was Shion uh, at Castle Oblivion saying, I'm not who I was, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we ended with that last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think in the game, I actually like just watched that cutscene. I think the line was a lot less stupid. It was just like, so the person I was before was somebody else. Right. I don't know why they decided it needed to be way clunkier. We start on day 256. Xemnas calls a meeting in the the round room, we learn it's called. I'm going to call it chair room. Yeah, ch- round room doesn't really do it justice. No. <laughs> this, speaking of, <laughs> I totally forgot. I didn't know this until, like, yesterday. I've mentioned a bunch of times the lobby where Roxas gets his uh, missions from Saix. Mm-hmm. I totally missed that that room is called the gray area. It's kind of a weak one. It's kind of a weak one. I don't know if it's supposed to be like, like, ooh, it's sort of a gray area. I feel like it is kind of going for that, like, kind of a pun. Kind of a pun, but it also just makes it sound like Xemnas is like, go to the gray place. Yeah, that doesn't seem very Xemnas. He, he usually gets kind of flowery with his language. He has some word choices. I don't remember if... I can't remember if it's in this part or next time where he he says some fucking wild shit. He says something about like a bugaboo or something. Hmm. This episode, he mostly I feel like has sort of like corporate speak going on. <laughs> we have many opportunities. I'm seeing. Yes, I think we have 
great potential for vertical integration and synergy <laughs> across all members of the organization. Oh my god. You know, I was actually thinking about how it's kind of cool that Xemnas is he's he's pretty distant throughout this. Mm-hmm. Like Roxas doesn't see him very often. Like he never he never goes to the the gray area where everyone's where like the coffee machine is and all that. He just like calls meetings in the uh in the round room and then he goes to the chamber of repose to do mysterious things that we don't know about yet. And now I'm now I'm realizing he's just he's just always checking his email. <laughs> yeah, and isn't he also hanging out with Diz? Oh wait, no, the Diz simulation stuff's after all this. Yes, although that's that's not Zemnis, that's Ansem. Oh, I thought it was just Zenmus saying he was handsome. Oh man. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's necessarily not true. Okay. But the guy that we see in Kingdom Hearts two at the beginning, he is he is handsome from Kingdom Hearts one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Whether whether he has a secret identity underneath that, no comment. But he's got he's got the look of Kingdom Hearts one handsome. That's true. I guess I didn't think Zenmus looked that much different, but other than his robe. If you look at them side by side, it's it's pretty different. Zemnus has way like spikier hair. Okay. He's been borrowing Marluxia's shampoo for sure. Got it. Yeah, when you become a nobody, you get a lot more volume. I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> nobody. Well, that's that's what's ironic is that you are a nobody, but your hair has much more body. <laughs> that's actually why Axel did it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep keep an eye out for any any flashbacks to human Axel, and you'll find that he has actually he's shaved bald. That's right. <laughs> when you lose your heart, you gain hair. <laughs> the the heart pulls all the hair into the skull. <laughs> yeah, it's the gravity of the heart and your memories. Yes, that's what gravitas means. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Roxas wants to look for Shio, and he wants everyone to go looking for Shio, yes. but Zemnus says, no, I have to check my email. Uh, the next day, Roxas eats ice cream alone. Axel stops coming to the clock tower. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I mean, and that's again, it's a sign of a problem, Roxas. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be eating ice cream alone. You should be, it's, if it's not a social thing, it's a real problem. I don't remember if I've brought this up before, uh, that after every mission in in the game there will be a little you get your like mission end screen experience points etc and then there'll just be a little short scene if there's not like a full cut scene with dialogue it will still always show you who roxas eats ice cream with uh so at this point he's eating alone for like a week right uh uh almost three weeks we skip ahead to day 276 wow uh oh this part is nuts (laughs) what the hell did you think of this part i couldn't tell what if this was a dream or if he was really in the destiny islands i had no idea what the hell was going on yeah this is a very weird surreal part of this game and i think i know what literally happens here and i will do my best to make sense of it but what happens is we get a little glitched out flashback to Sora and Kyrie on the beach mm-hmm. on the Destiny Islands, and Roxas is here, and he picks up a Thalassa shell off the ground, and he's thinking about Shion, and then he looks over and he sees a hooded figure who he thinks might be Shion walking onto the island of a hundred ass kickings where Riku used to win every fight, 
and he runs over to her, and she removes her hood, but she's Zexian. And then Riku, little Riku, from Re-Chain of Memories, walks up, and Roxas finds himself in the middle of a cutscene from Re-Chain of Memories, where Riku confronted Zexian. Yeah. This is all pretty bizarre, because Roxas shouldn't have access to Riku's memories, I don't think. Well, it gets weirder. Yeah. Because... Roxas, his head starts hurting, he collapses on the ground, and then he becomes Shion, and then he becomes Riku, and then he becomes Sora, and then he passes out, and Shion wakes up later, and the real Riku is here, and I don't think there's any more dialogue in this scene. I think we get a flashback later, if I remember correctly, that addresses what happens next. Is, okay, now I'm thinking about, is what's happening... Because Shion is a mirror of the people she's around. Is she starting to leech Riku memories, which are then leeching back to Roxas? Is that what's happening? You are close. Okay. And I will put the disclaimer on this of, I think I know what this scene is. Okay. (laughs) If I'm not mistaken, what is going on here, because we do learn in this part uh, that Shion absorbs memories, specifically from Roxas, but also from people who are connected to Sora. Right. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, what is happening here, because we know that Shion has spent time around Riku, I believe that Shion has absorbed Riku's memories to some extent, in this case, the one of talking to Zexion, and the person that was standing on the beach originally with the Thalassa shell... That was Roxas. Yeah. The person that we saw running up to Shion, who became Zexion, I think that was Shion. I think Shion was in a very weird, trippy, surreal situation where she, like, lost track of who she was in this big jumble of memories she's absorbed. And I think that she saw herself as Roxas... Then she's like, wait, no, I'm Shion. No, I'm Riku. I'm Sora. And that's why everything was so weird and confusing. Okay. Okay. Because a little bit later, we'll see the real Roxas leaving Destiny Islands while Shion is still sitting with Riku. I don't think that it was actually Roxas who approached the hooded figure on the island. I think? Okay. Maybe. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, yeah, I. it makes more sense now. Yeah, I think I think they really overcomplicate it by making us think that it's Roxas in the first place. If we just saw Shion walk onto that island and then all this happens, I think it would be a lot less confusing. Yeah, it's kind of like Roxas was peering in on a breakdown that Shion was having. Yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. But it's it's also unclear, and it's unclear to Roxas himself. Roxas isn't really sure what he saw either, Uh We do get a little flashback here uh, before we move on where Riku meets with Namine and she explains that some of Sora's memories have gone missing and that they're escaping through Roxas into Shion, which I kind of spoiled. Yeah, I I think it was kind of clear what was going on at this point, but... um... It is that that is a bummer because it does kind of start to seem. I mean, we see the thing at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts where Roxas needs to be like absorbed back into Sora for Sora to become whole. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a. At this point, we have a 
two there's two people that can't exist if another person wants to live. Yeah, and you know, this is what Diz was saying is that nobodies are not supposed to exist. I'm not I'm not saying I agree with Diz, but I I can understand a little bit more why he would say that in this context. Although the cor- corollary to that is that usually when a nobody's around, their normal self isn't around to interfere with it. That's true. The other corollary of that is that he thinks that nominee should be put in a wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, he's a real... Which I, I fully disagree with. <laughs> yeah, he's a real freak. <laughs> let me let me put that on the record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nominee uh, explains that... Uh, if if Sora's memories that they're trying to retrieve get tangled up in the the being of Shion, then it's going to be way harder to wake Sora up. She might, and this this kind of gets back to the titular chain of memories mm. uh, that they discussed way back when. That she could theoretically just like rip the memories right back out of Shion, but if she did that she would have to disconnect them from all the other memories in the process. And then Sora might wake up and nobody will remember him, which is <laughs> yeah, pretty fucked up to think about. Right. Yeah. No, I thought that was, that was interesting. If maybe a little arbitrary for the plot. Yeah. But it is something that I, while I do think that the story of days is messy and not entirely in a good way, that is something that I really like about it, which is that it's just, it's just so shitty. Like, there's just no good answer to anything that's happening. Yeah, you you have, like, a three-way choice of who gets to exist, basically, at this point. Yeah, and and it's also, I, I like that there is a clear, it, it really just puts everything on Xemnas. Like, this was all Xemnas's evil plan, and we'll get to the, the actual specifics of it later, but it, it really just all comes back to this, this very evil man who just wanted to, like, play God with people and memories and hearts, and he just created this horrible situation where everyone kind of gets fucked over. Yeah. But he doesn't have feelings, I hope. so... You know, he's just... I hope that he gets what's coming to him. Nobody's don't have feelings, though, so that does take care of that, at least. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Naminé is like... We, we never anticipated that Roxas and Shion would be making such an effort to become actual people. But, yeah, the only way to bring back Sora is for them both to stop existing. Uh, and... I'm curious if you noticed this, because I never would have noticed it until Naminé says it. Uh, we remember she didn't draw Shion's face on before. She now has a drawing with Shion and her face is drawn. And she says Shion's face used to be blank, but now she has Kairi's face. Which, kind of? If you if you side-by-side Kairi, Naminé, and Shion, they all have literally the exact same face. Oh, do they really? Just different yeah, hair? They do. Yeah. The hair really throws you. Yeah, I never noticed it until I saw. But yeah, they literally have the same face. Oh, okay. Alright. Yep. Uh so yeah, that this is where we see out of the flashback, Roxas just he just like runs away and RSTC. <laughs> it's a very it's a very unintentionally funny looking shot. Roxas to castle. And just like off in the background, just running away and jumping into a dark portal. <laughs> yeah. 
It's very like, I don't, I don't think I was supposed to see this. Uh, yeah, I, I was really confused this whole part though. Like I, my, my memory of this, even though I saw it today is jumbled. Yeah. I mean, well, here's another one. And this one I don't really have a good answer for is on that same island. There's a, there's a little tree, the Paupu fruit tree where Riku, Sora and Kairi would always sit and watch the sunset. And we see Shion, Roxas and Axel on the tree watching the sunset. I, yeah. I'm assuming that this is entirely in Shion's head. I don't think that any part of this is meant to be taken literally. Yeah, okay, that's good. Because I, I just had a big note at this point that was just, what is happening on the Destiny Islands? It's very confusing because we literally see Roxas go like, oh, gotta go, bye. And then we just cut to him with Shion on a tree. Yeah, I was like, did they get their beach vacation? I guess they got their beach vacation, but not really. Which is actually something uh, that... Roxas will reference later, but yes, he does. Uh, he uh, Shion uh, is like asking them, like, "Am I not supposed to exist? Is it bad that I exist?" Uh, and she she tells them she wants to stay with them, but she says that she she knows that she can't as she is now, and she wonders if there's any way that she can become like them. Yeah, sad. It is. It is sad. And it's going to get sadder. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> this is something that I like about Days, though, is that we have it hanging over us. The whole time you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, Shion, huh? That's weird. I it, I feel like Roxas and Axel never talked about her. And then the more you get into it, you're like, hey, hey, what? Hey, why have Roxas and Axel never talked about Shion? Hey, why didn't Shion come up at all in the prologue when Roxas is talking to Axel? What's going on? Guess, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, yeah. Uh, so Roxas meets with Axel on the clock tower. This is where he's like, oh, I was on the, I was on this beach. I thought I saw Shion, but I'm, I'm not really sure. It, it felt like a dream. I don't really know what happened. I just assumed Me it was either. a dream until we talked about it more, <laughs> but... Yeah, it. we do know that they go to the Destiny Islands, though, because they've been gathering those shells for each other. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So Axel uh, and Roxas make plans to start looking for Shion whenever they finish their missions from now on. Uh, there is another one of those little text inserts, and I think you'll see why I thought they weren't worth including. Because it's just like, Roxas meets the Cheshire Cat, who says some cryptic shit. Yeah, that seemed very pointless. <laughs> Don't even know why they put it in, but that's the kind of stuff we're working with. <laughs> uh, we skip ahead 20 days to day 296. They have looked everywhere except for Castle Oblivion, and Axel sort of hesitantly reveals to Roxas that that is where Shion came from originally. He says that he only just recently found that out, which... I don't know if that's a lie. I don't know if we know when he learned that. I don't think he knew it the whole time. I don't think he knew it the whole time. I feel like when he says just recently, I feel like that was like 150 days ago. <laughs> well, time's relative. I don't know. Uh, I, it's it's hard to keep track, though. He, he, Yeah, I don't know if he's lying or maybe maybe just trying to make it sound a little better. I think he I, I think he's been keeping it secret longer than he's letting on, but I don't think he knew it the whole time. 
Yeah, I think he's kind of, I mean, well, as we'll see, he doesn't really want his friends to go to Castle Oblivion for any reason, because it's bad for them. No, and it, yeah, it does seem like he might be right to feel that way, because we do go to Castle Oblivion the next day, a little field trip, and Roxas barely even gets halfway down the entrance hall before his head starts hurting and he just collapses on the ground. Yeah, it... (laughs) He, he... It kind of makes me think of like X Men when Charles would have like mind attacks and stuff. That's what that's <laughs> it's it's really bad for him. He's he's getting blasted by Magneto. Yeah, he says uh, that there's so much rushing into his head. Now this is a little bit weird because I think that what this is meant to imply is that he's he's like overwhelmed by being in a place where Sora has been. But the whole game is about him running around places that Sora has been. Oh, I, so I'm not really sure what we're supposed to take away from this moment. I thought him being in Castle Oblivion meant like Sora's memories started pouring right into him again, and so he right. Was, I just I feel I guess I guess it's the difference is like yes, he's been going to all these places Sora's been, but in this case, it's the place where Sora's memories got like unhooked from his brain maybe they're just like floating around in the air i guess right yeah or something about nominee's process is getting weird because he's there yeah it probably doesn't matter too much what the exact reason is but the point is roxas being in castle oblivion is not good for his brain so axel drags him through a portal back to twilight town uh roxas kind of passes out and when he, he wakes up to an imaginary voice of Riku uh, saying his classic line. Giving up already? I thought you were stronger than that. I don't remember when we hear him say that. I think he says it about eight times over the course of the series. Well, it's that good. It's a really good line. But Roxas, he wakes up and he goes, Riku? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, Axel doesn't, you know, I'd be kind of sad if if my friend woke up saying somebody else's name. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even get it memorized. Come on, Roxas. Yeah. This is the one thing your friend asked you to do. Although I guess Axel knows exactly what's going on with Roxas, so I suppose he's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, a little bit. I don't I don't know if he knows everything, but I think he probably can guess why this happened. Yeah. Still got to hurt, though. Yeah. The disrespect. Yeah. Although Axel has met Riku and thinks he's cool. Did he meet Riku? When did he meet Riku? Didn't they meet in the castle, or did he just meet Rep- Repliku? I don't remember if he met Riku Riku. Because he brings... Didn't he, like... Well, actually, didn't he, like, escort Repliku to a fight with Riku, the one that got uh, Repliku killed? <sighs> that I don't... I think he escorted Repliku to kill Zexion. Oh, I think you're right. Okay, all right, maybe they haven't met yet. We need to read uh, Axel's famous diary. Yeah. <laughs> from the from the secret reports. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. Day 52. Escorted a replica to kill Zexion. Here's why I did it. Day 50. Met a cool guy named Riku. <laughs> really liked his cool pants. <laughs> Will wear cool pants under robes. <laughs> Have been wearing them ever since. <laughs> Wish people could see them. Robes are bad for fashion. <laughs> uh 
Yeah, so uh, Axel and Roxas look around and they see two people in black coats staring at them from like five feet away. <laughs> it's Shion and someone else whose face we can't see, but it's obviously Riku. Yeah, I had a minute where I thought it was like Ansem or Diz, but then I was like, oh no, it's it's Riku, okay. It is Riku, which, you know, makes sense. The last time we saw him, he was with Shion. Right. Uh, so Shion leaves through a corridor of darkness. Roxas chases after Riku. There's a really, really fun-looking chase fight that happens in the game here. Really wish wish we could all experience it, but alas, we just have to talk about it. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, they corner him after, like, an hour, and then he just goes through a portal also. But not that much. Because we do then cut to show that he and Shion are just standing around a corner, like, ten feet away from them. Yeah, I was wondering if there is, like, more gameplay between here and there, or if they literally just went around the corner. Literally, the end of the gameplay section here is when you catch, you you corner Riku at the end of this tunnel in Twilight Town, and then it goes into cutscene mode. He goes through a portal... And then Roxas talks to Axel, and then the camera pans over to show that Riku is just standing there. Ah, perfect, then. Very uh, Princess Jasmine hiding behind a box. Uh, a new new theory, new... I don't, know if this, I don't know if this is Crackpot Corner, but it's a new theory. Uh, hide-and-seek doesn't exist in Kingdom Hearts Universe. I mean, if someone tried to make the game, it would immediately be thrown in the garbage. You mean, like, standing... Like behind like a like a beanstalk or something or what are we talking? No, about? like behind. No, like go like hide under something or behind something. But I can't. This game sucks. I, I can't. This game sucks. New, Forget it. Other new theory: no object permanence in the Kingdom Hearts universe. <laughs> that one may very well be true. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Riku and Shion are literally just standing there watching them, and Axel and Roxas are just like, "Well, this sucks." And they even talk. Riku and Shion talk while Axel and Roxas are still standing there. Yeah, it's very um, Maleficent right outside the window energy, but even even worse. <laughs> Riku is like, do you want to go back with them? And Shion doesn't say anything, presumably because in her head she's thinking, Dude, shut the fuck up. They're right there. They're right there. They're really bad at this. They're literally right there. But I mean, this is Riku. He's the one who stood outside the window with Maleficent and Trevor's down. Yeah, he's also got a blindfold on right now, so. Oh, that's true. He probably has no idea. <laughs> no, he can smell him. Oh, yeah. What is. A- Axel smells like red hots. And Roxas smells like his best friend. Bod. <laughs> bod boy dark. Good, no, bod boy good. Good boy bod. Bod, bod boy nice. <laughs> Uh, it's day 298, the next day. Uh, here's a little bit more gaming context for gamers only. Uh, or I guess for non-gamers. <laughs> for not for not gamers at all. Uh, Roxas's mission for today is to find the imposter. We've been talking about the imposter for, like, the whole game. It's Riku, basically. Sometimes it might not be Riku. Sometimes it might be Shion. Sometimes it's implied that it might even be old Mickey Mouse. But in this case, it is Shion. Roxas is supposed to find the imposter. It's just a person in a black coat who has the hood up so they don't know who it is, but they don't think it's an organization member. So Roxas chases Shion around Twilight Town. It's a pretty hilarious gameplay section because I mentioned that 
the Riku part is a chase fight. Roxas is literally like, Shion, wait! Yeah! Ha! <laughs> Just like beating the shit out of her as he chases her and she doesn't attack him back. Hmm. Very strange. That is, that's very weird. But ultimately he corners her in this like alleyway and that's where we pick up in the cutscene. Uh, Roxas is like, very naively is like, just come home, Shion. Saix will drop all of this if you do. Yeah, that seemed a little too naive for Roxas, even. Cause, yeah, maybe wishful thinking. Yeah, because like, what we've seen of Roxas mostly is that he's like nice like Sora, but not generally as naive as Sora. Yeah, uh, but I guess he's very desperate. Uh, I like this part where... Uh, He's like trying to convince her. He's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll back you up, me and Axel." And as soon as he says Axel, Shion like ext- instinctively steps backwards. Yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a an interesting little moment where I think Roxas, for the first time, starts to worry that maybe Axel, not that Axel is untrustworthy, not that Axel isn't their friend. But maybe he's kind of torn between helping them and harming them. Yeah, and and he's dangerous. He is dangerous. I think, honestly, like, one of my favorite things that I've found re-watching this is I really, really like the position that Axel is in. I think it's resonating a lot more uh, than it did before. Definitely, and the things happening with him and Saix, uh are interesting, even though I don't know exactly what's happening yet. You know what? I told you, uh, because I, I alluded to this a moment ago, that there are secret reports. I think it's like if you if you like get perfect completion on the missions or some shit, you unlock secret reports. Oh, okay. Uh, which are literally just diary entries for all the other organization members, and they're inexplicably not attributed to any <laughs> particular character, so you have to read it and be like, well, I'm going off to Castle Oblivion tomorrow, and you're like, okay, okay, that could be a few people. Also, I'm a lightning lady, and you're like, oh, okay, I think that's probably Larxene. Uh But I did, I did find one, precisely one uh, uh, diary entry from Axel that I thought was actually kind of interesting, uh, which was, it was from right after the scene where Saix accuses Axel of having changed uh and Axel was basically writing in his his little diary that he activates with a little a little voice activated lock. Um, it, it's something to the effect of like when I when I look back on my youth, I think that the person I am today is right now more in line with that person than it has been for a long time since joining the organization. And I think I think Saix is almost unrecognizable to me. Oh, that is that is really interesting. That's the only secret report <laughs> that I think it, I'll I'll check in on like the late game stuff and see if anything is worth getting into next episode, but that was the only one. Everything else is just like went on a mission with Roxas today. My name is Zigbar. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I hmm. I, I I like I said I looked at a couple of them before I was like, "Oh, these are spoilers," but they didn't seem all that interesting. Yeah, they're not. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Roxas says Axel's name and Shion, like, kind of jumps away. He, another another moment of, like, Roxas' desperation that I liked is when he, like, grabs her by the wrist and is like, no, Shion, come on. 
you're coming home with us, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, Roxas. But then she pulls out her fucking keyblade on him. Yeah, that was... I didn't expect that. I didn't expect Shion to pull out a keyblade on Roxas. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's it's in line with what she said to them in the dream that definitely didn't happen on the tree, where she's like, I can't, I can't just go back and act like everything is normal. Like, something's not right, and I can't go back unless something has changed. And yeah, I think she she knows that Roxas is nice and will not try to hurt her, but she's clearly afraid of Axel, which is pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually thought I thought Axel might kill Shion, Shion here. Yeah, because he he jumps in and attacks her, uh, which is partly I think to get her away from Roxas in case she was going to attack him. But they have a little scuffle. Until Roxas yells at them to stop. Uh, Axel ignores him. Shion does not. <laughs> and Axel takes uh, advantage of that to karate chop her on the back of the neck and knock her out. Yeah, definitely some more Metal Gear CQC stuff going on here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where every nobody has a little a little button on the back of their neck that if you press it, they fall asleep. Oh, that's convenient. He He kind of gives Roxas a sad look. But he he doesn't say anything and just takes Shion back to the castle. Uh, and now it's the next day. 299. We're almost at a, a nice round 300. Does anything happen on day 300? I don't remember. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. Uh, but, oh, I really like this conversation with Axel and Saix. Because mm-hmm. Axel is like, are you sure this is the right thing to do? Or not not the right thing, but the, the best thing to do. And Saix is like, why would you... Why would you ever even think about choosing a puppet over Roxas? And then he, he like reframes the question and he says, what would you rather lose a make-believe friendship or a real one? And I really like that because it feels very intentionally ambiguous between is Sayek saying, are you really going to throw away your friendship with Roxas or who's your real fucking friend who you've known since before all of this? I definitely took it as a second one. Yeah, I think I think that that was. I think Syx is talking about himself. Oh yeah, and then he calls Axel Lee. Yeah, that was that was big, and it did make me think more about Syx. As you know, it, is Syx also somebody that kind of has feelings, but he just has like a very very, I don't know. He's dedicated to an agenda that he has. I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I think, and this is what I have thought before, and I think reading that uh, diary entry from uh, Axel certainly convinces me that I'm right. I think that Syx is like, he is gone. He is fully nobody. Oh, really? Okay. That's that's what I think. Except for when Axel pisses him off enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happens next? We get the, we get the round room again. Xemnas is, he's like called Roxas in, which is never fun. No, you hate <laughs> you hate to be called into your boss or your principal or whatever. Especially when they have a thirty foot tall chair. And you're not allowed to make your chair as tall as his. <laughs> you not you know, it's not it's not like a written rule, but it's you're really not supposed to make your chair as tall as his. Mm-mm. Uh is telling Roxas like she owns back. She's fine. She's a valued member of this organization. Is that one of your little <laughs> that, business that moments? That was definitely the corporate speak I noticed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shion is a valued member of the organization. Uh, 
you know, part of the pension plan. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we really think that she, uh, she has a lot of upper mobility here in this company. <laughs> One of these days she could be 13, maybe even 12. I mean, the sky's the limit for this, this she own. Well, number, number two is the limit. But anyway, I, I, I'm not going to authorize that pay time off that you're asking for. <laughs> but look, look, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I, I'm not, I'm not like an ogre, you know. You can, you can add on another couple inches to your chair. How's that sound? And then Zigbar's seething because he doesn't get to put any inches on his chair. <laughs> My chair's supposed to be the second tallest. What the hell? <laughs> It was bad enough when Syx got to make his almost as tall as mine. Uh, but yeah, he he tells Roxas, worry not. And Roxas has a little flashback to a scene from earlier where Xemnas said something, but we didn't hear what it was. And it turns out it was Sora. Yeah, I didn't see why this was really important right here, but okay. Me either. Well, I guess it's it's weird because it feels like they're trying to do a thing where it's like, here's what sort of like triggers Roxas to start remembering stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like anything made sense for that. It, But I think that what's important here is that Roxas is starting to realize that he's not just another nobody like the rest of them. Okay, that's fair. Uh and he he just sort of spontaneously remembers Zemnis saying Sora's name, and he's like, "Who who is Sora?" Zemnis kind of smirks. He's loving this, uh, in as much as he's capable of, and he says that Sora is the connection between Roxas and Shion. Yeah, I mean, kind of true. <laughs> and then he says, "Shion's going to be back to work tomorrow. Uh, I want you in here bright and early. Uh, I don't want to hear any of this, any talk of." Shion getting getting time off or any of that shit. Just get back to work. Get those hearts. Clock in. We're all working hard. You might even get a Christmas bonus if you get enough hearts. <laughs> Maybe I will take you to the beach on the final day of your summer vacation. <laughs> like that's ever gonna happen. Barox is like, okay, fine. Yeah, whatever. Great. And he walks out and sees Axel standing there. And Axel's like, hey, Roxas. And Roxas just ignores him. Oof. Yeah. We, we were hey, in- sorry about when I karate chopped Shion on the back of the neck where the button is that turns her off. <sighs> we were, we- Roxas? <sighs> we were just getting so happy for this great friendship that was budding. And now it's all gone. <laughs> yeah, they... they- it was it was a a real like right just under the wire on like day two hundred and fifty. We were like, this is, a, this is you know what this friendship is actually pretty good. <laughs> Hiya. Which I guess you know that's how you want to do it. You want them to build stakes so that when it falls apart, you care more. So good job, yeah, game. yeah. Which again, I think a big part of the reason that I didn't really get too into this the first time I watched it is. I I did not feel that way by the time it started to fall apart. <laughs> so then I was like, "Oh no. Why oh no, they're not going to eat ice cream together. Oh no." <laughs> yeah, this you know, I I did feel some relief in this episode because they ate a lot less ice cream, and that was probably good. A lot less, but not none. Not none. Like still like I would four argue times. still an unhealthy amount. Yeah. <laughs> uh Syx meets with Xemnas afterwards and 
is asking for a status report on Shion. Uh, and Xemnas, again, he's loving this. He's like, Shion has changed in ways that I had never anticipated, but it's so dope. It's so funny what's happening. I love it. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, well, this is where we find out that the plan was always to siphon memories off of Sora so he couldn't wake up. And no, that's what they didn't expect. Oh, is that what they expected? I thought that's what the plan was. No, 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 no. He says, um, we, we wanted her to copy Roxas so that we would have a second Keyblade wielder. What we didn't expect was that he would absorb so much from Roxas that Sora would never be able to wake up. Like, this is perfect. There, there can't be a kid who will try to kill all of us. Oh, okay. I thought I thought he kind of was saying that the plan was always for Roxas to take enough memories to lock Sora out, and then Shion was doing the same thing. But okay, no, I. And it's weird though because it. I I guess I guess they didn't realize that Roxas would do that because the only reason that they ever wanted Roxas around was so that he can harvest hearts. Right, and then they wanted Shion so they could double their heart harvesting. Okay. Yeah, but then they're like, oh shit. We accidentally locked Sora's memories away, and now he can't wake up. This is this is amazing. This is perfect. Got it. Okay. All right. He calls Riku an impurity, which is very, very mean. Not nice. Huh. Not nice, Zemnis. Yeah. Is he? Is that? Is, he, is that because he's talking about how he had Ansem in his heart and stuff? I don't really know. Uh, I actually don't really know why the word he used was impurity. I guess just that. They ha- they have this perfect situation, and Riku is just fucking it up, I guess. Right. Okay. Uh, Riku, meanwhile, he's standing on top of the famous skyscraper from the secret ending of uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, and he's looking up at the castle and looking very, very cool. I was sad. I thought we were going to get a cool secret ending fight, but oh well. No. They really let us down on that one. Right. Uh Instead, we we literally just get a scene of Riku standing and looking at the at the castle. <laughs> yeah, and then we cut to Shion, who who she's uh, brooding in her room, and she's like, "Riku, what should I do?" I feel like she's got to raise her voice. He's never going to hear her. Yeah, no, that's not that's not going to do it. He is standing right out there, just a little bit too far. Oh well, that's embarrassing. Day three hundred, we did it. Axel and Shion meet Roxas on top of the clock tower, and the three of them haven't hung out like this all together for a long time now, and it's very awkward Yeah, for some reason. This, okay, I'm curious if you felt this way, because this was one of the big moments when I watched this the first time where I was like, what's going on here, guys? Because I assumed that they, like reprogrammed Shion or something. They, like, wiped her memory or something. Like, why does she just go and hang out with Axel? It felt really wrong. Uh, yeah, I I don't know either. I guess, what else is she gonna do? Yeah, I guess, I guess what else is she gonna do? And, you know, it is awkward. They, they don't talk to each other. They just sit there. Yeah, and I guess it's more that thing that they're both there to hang out with Roxas, and then, you know, it's that awkward thing. <laughs> yeah, except that Axel and Shion arrive together, which must have been a very awkward climb up the stairs. <laughs> the, is your is your uh, neck sore at all from where I? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, do you like it when I say got it memorized? 
I, you know, I thought I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I should, I should go. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm here to hang. We can both hang out with Roxas. Okay. <laughs> Rox is just sitting there like, oh boy, I get to hang out with my friends. <laughs> Yay, day 300. <laughs> oh, I like the idea uh, that Roxas is aware of the days. That would be really something. He is. He's he he's counting. The first scene in the thing, he was like, you know, it's day 255. Oh, you're right. I guess he is. What a little what a little Yeah, weirdo. also, uh, I, I don't remember if this came up. I don't know what I would have had to say about it. But he, he does keep a diary. Hmm. Okay. Every every day he writes a little entry. Uh, oh yeah, I did mention that because that's how that's how we know that the winter stick is just a free ice cream. <laughs> right. Is his diary going to disappear when he merges with Sora, like like a Jimmy Cricket's diary? Probably. I actually don't know if Roxas's diary is lore. I don't like. It, there's no like scene of him writing in it. It's just in the menus. But I guess Jiminy's is in the menus too. So I don't know. All right, well, sorry to do this because I know this episode's kind of already going long, but I just thought about what happens to books when the people that write them die? Like, if, if like, or does every diary turn empty when the person dies? Because, like... See, this is the thing, is that the the diary becoming empty, that never made any sense. <laughs> no. That's one of those things that, like, you can find threads on forums that have been debating this for literally like 12 years now and they're like why did the diary go empty and it's like well i guess because the because the diary is sort of like a representation of what's in their hearts that when you disconnect the memories in the hearts the diary would become disconnected and then other people will be like no namora's just an idiot <laughs> i'm leaning towards closer to the second one um it's just a contrivance Although he didn't write Chain of Memories, I have since learned. Yeah, I guess. You know what? I guess Nominee could have just been doing diary-specific magic. Did I talk... And, and uh, let me know if I talked about this before and I'll cut it. Did I talk about the fact that Nomura... While Daisuke Watanabe was writing Chain of Memories, uh, Nomura was at the Venice Film Festival for Advent Children. Mm, mm-hmm. So he was just like between like screenings of movies he was just like calling watanabe and being like so what's lark scenes deal oh that's that's an awful way to probably try to understand a story over the phone (laughs) almost as awful as playing the game (laughs) (laughs) it's not that bad anyway (laughs) uh okay so (laughs) those calls also for one of the people on on one end of those calls, they must have been at the worst time. Oh yeah, somebody was on the phone at like three a.m. talking about Lark scene. But it wasn't Nomura. I I imagine that it was Nomura. I imagine that he was oh, just out all all night watching movies at the film festival, yeah. and then he comes back to his hotel room and he's like, eh, "Hey, what? Who's vexing?" <laughs> He's eating sea salt ice cream in his hotel room. <laughs> uh, okay, it's day... No, 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 we're still on day 300. We got a little Nominee and Diz scene. Uh, Nominee tells Diz that the memory restoration has completely stopped. There is no progress at this point. And Diz says to to Nominee, It's time for the gloves to come off. Yeah, he says that, and I don't think that ever comes to fruition in the rest of this 
watching. I think there's another Diz scene later where he elaborates on that, but it is like a week or two or three later that he follows up on that threat. Right. Okay. Uh, and then he also helpfully reminds Nominee that nobody shouldn't exist. Yes, nobody's never should have existed. Okay, I get it, Diz. Thank you. <laughs> Just reminding you. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Nominee, though, she's got, if nothing else, she's got an easy job right now. You know, her her code is compiling, basically. She's like, oh, I just can't do anything. It's Xion's fault. Yeah, she goes to the stand-up with Diz, and she's just like, I'm blocked. I'm totally blocked. Sorry. I guess I'll just have to play Farmville. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that shouldn't exist, eh, day 301. Roxas eats ice cream alone. That didn't last long. Whoops. <laughs> uh, we skip ahead 20 days to day 321. Uh, and we get a little flashback where re- it's the scene where Riku outside of Hollow Bastion takes Sora's Keyblade and also his friends. And Roxas wakes up crying. Yeah, Roxas had some nighttime emissions. Which, well... Listen, it's yeah. it happens to everyone. It's, a, it's It was a surprise to him, too, because it's never happened before. And he woke up in the middle of the night and his bed's all wet. <laughs> it's one tear <laughs> from his eye on his face. And he's shocked by it. That's do you think th- that he? Do you think that he like ran out and he was like, "Axel, look, look, look! I swear." <laughs> I thought I thought it was more of like a, oh, "What's happening? I don't know what this is." <laughs> he's like, "I gotta wash my sheets. I don't want anyone to know." Yeah. I do love the idea though of him like taking a picture and showing it to everyone. Like, see, see. I do have feelings. Uh, but. Yeah, I there's two things that are interesting here, and I'll lead with the one that's far less interesting. Uh, there's a weird... This wasn't in the movie. A weird quirk from the DS game is that in the DS version of this cutscene, the Keyblade that Sora is holding when Riku steals it from him is the three wishes that he gets in the Aladdin world. I have no idea why. Bizarre. There, It, it must have just been some shit where they were like... <laughs> I don't know, like, did they did they like compress this cutscene from the PlayStation and the person who was playing when they recorded it was just using that really low level keyblade for no reason. Yeah, they, it's really weird. They they used a capture uh, card to like <laughs> record it and bring it over. To oh yeah, I game. didn't mention the unregistered hypercam yeah. <laughs> logo. <laughs> uh the thing that I think is actually worth talking about though, unlike the other thing that I did waste time talking about on the podcast, is uh I think that the fact that Roxas is crying at the memory of Donald and Goofy abandoning Sora, I think that that suggests a deeper pain than Sora was letting on at the time. Yeah. I think that that kind of suggests to me that Sora was like, was like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to keep moving, you know? But, uh, you know, he, he was younger. Like Roxas is like a year older than Sora was at the time. And, I feel like maybe Sora just wasn't really able to process that feeling and was just like, well, I just got to keep going. Well, and I assume it's because he's currently feeling abandoned by his friends. And so he's now uh, found that link to the time Sora was abandoned by his friends as well. Ah, themes. Themes. It's embarrassing that I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you got the plot. I got the themes. (laughs) <laughs> just like why do they show this cutscene i don't know what the fuck are they talking about there it's it's so easy to get lost in the sauce with this stuff though <laughs> it's very difficult not to it turns out yeah 
this this is another one of the few things that is uh, actually important in the te- uh, the text screens because this makes no sense without them. Is the reveal that Roxas is now finding that he's he's like getting weaker every day while Shion is getting stronger. Yeah, what if it turns out he's just lactose intolerant? <laughs> oh my god, Roxas. He, does, he has no memories. He doesn't know that your shit's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> they think it's because Shion's taking his powers, but really it's just 300 days of ice cream slowly breaking down his body. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Roxas. <laughs> Axel, you have to stop him. You're the adult in the room. You're like a year older, maybe. But ice- or like five years or ten. But ice cream is friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real that's the real abandonment that that he's dreaming about. The feeling that he might have to stop eating the ice cream. <laughs> Axel is Riku and he's taking the ice cream away. <laughs> Donald and Goofy are the ice cream. There's two of them because of how much ice cream he eats. Um <laughs> Poor guy. Sorry, I can't say anything. That's just too funny. Um, all right. He doesn't know. Uh, Roxas also is... He's starting to get worn out when he uses the Keyblade. This, again, this is not in any way depicted in the cutscenes themselves. Does it get harder to play the game at this point? I fucking hope not, but probably. What a horrible, horrible thing to do to the player. Yeah, I guess it's like the end of like Red Dead 2. Haven't finished it. Oh, okay. Well... Some stuff like that. No spoilers. He loses the ability to use the Keyblade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arthur. Yeah. Dutch doesn't like it. Thruxra, or whatever his name would be. Dutch really hates it when Arthur can't use the Keyblade anymore. <laughs> Starts paying attention to the younger, more violent Keyblade wielder. <laughs> I don't remember enough of the character. I would love to go with you on this, but I-, I only played a little bit, and it's been a long time. <laughs> That's understandable. That game, I liked it, but it's not friendly to the player. Uh, similar to some <laughs> Kingdom Hearts games. Well, uh, <laughs> no, this is a very friendly, a very friendly game. At a certain point, it gives you a button that you can press to skip the rest of the missions and just progress the story. Wait, really? That? Yes. Oh, that's 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 a sign you know you've done something right. <laughs> There's a part where it literally is like, "Hey, do you want to do the rest of the missions, or do you just want to get to the fucking point?" <laughs> <laughs> you press it, and it just goes like. Day three hundred and forty-eight. That's perfect. I don't. I. I didn't catch when it starts offering that option. I think it's probably after like the second to last story critical mission. I'm guessing, but I. I don't know. Anyway, very funny that that's a thing in the game. Uh, <laughs> so Shion uh, on the clock tower is like. This this was this was I think the first sign when I was watching I was like should I be looking for a version that has those text screens because Shion is like Roxas are you okay I'm so worried about you and I was like what what <laughs> uh, Roxas is like this is I would say an unintentionally very rude thing to say where Roxas is like <laughs> oh, sorry it's just it's so weird to have you worry over me I'm usually the one worrying about you all the time and she was like oh thanks yeah she wasn't as offended by this as I think she should be <laughs> yeah it's like yeah I know I'm a useless little crybaby but I'm getting ripped right now for some reason I don't know why yeah I'm just... 
it feels like she should know what's going on, but... Whenever I use the Keyblade, I feel like I just get stronger and stronger over the course of the day. It's nuts. Yeah, because she even says, like, I'm doing Roxas's moves. <laughs> yes, she she says that later to Axel, and I would love to know what that means. Like, she's like, oh, when I do my combat grunts, it's Jesse McCartney's voice. <laughs> like, I keep I keep being in the struggle stance. We haven't we haven't seen uh I don't know if we actually have seen any combat in the movie no. off the top of my head. No, we haven't. So yeah, I don't I don't really know what moves uh Roxas has that Shion doesn't. He Maybe if you play in co op at this point, Shion starts doing they just put Roxas's animations onto her skeleton. I don't know. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh but uh, she's like, are you an Axel fighting? And Roxas is like, well, he did attack you. And Shion's like, well, I guess this is why she was willing to hang out with them together, is she's like, we're, we're, we're best friends, we always have been, and if he didn't bring me back, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. So I guess, she, you know, she has mixed feelings about what Axel did, but I guess she she understands that he was just following orders and you know, she she was the one who ran away. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And she attacked first, to be fair. Well, I think that was smart, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess she didn't. She just pulled out her keyblade. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so later she goes and talks to Axel at the castle. And she's like, hey, what's what's with Roxas? Why is he getting so weak? Why am I doing all of his classic victory poses whenever I win a fight? And he's like... <laughs> Axel, I felt kind of bad for him, but I also don't really know what he was talking about, where he was like, oh, you know what? Yes, I do. Never mind. I forgot. I watched this a few days ago. I know exactly what he's talking about. He says, like, you probably know Roxas better than I do at this point, because you are a replica. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, there it is. Yeah. I, this is the... Did you anticipate it? No, I didn't, because it also... Is it true? <laughs> yep. Okay. That's why she was in Castle Oblivion. Okay. There is one other... I completely forgot. There's. I think there's one secret report uh, from... I think it's from Axel. Uh, because you asked me if there were any reports where he talks about killing everybody in Castle Oblivion. And I think I did Control-F Axel to read all of his reports... There was one report from when he came back from Castle Oblivion, and he was he was like, oh, it's so weird. I know that Vexen made two replicas, but I, I don't know where the second one is. Mm. There's still... Okay, so she is a replica, but there's definitely... I guess this is just implied that Sora just has a weird effect on everything, and so that's why she's acting way different than the other replica. Yeah, well, the the first replica was a weird case because they fucked with him in ways that weren't necessarily the point of a replica. Because right. all that a replica is, is it's just like, it's basically just an android. It's just a just an artificial person who you can, like, program a personality into, essentially. Right. Uh, and then the fact that he ultimately thought that he was Riku and all that, like, that was just them fucking around and being very mean uh, <laughs> yeah so 
we basically get this explanation here from Axel, so I'll just say what this is. Shion was a replica created by Vexen, as was Repliku, and their intent for her was to bring her to uh, the organization and duplicate Roxas's powers. Uh, and if you if you recall, she never had a face at first. Right. Like, when they first brought her over, she had her hood on, she had no face, she had no personality, she didn't even talk. But over time, she started to learn how to use the Keyblade when she would spend time around Roxas. That was her absorbing Roxas's powers and becoming sort of a reflection of Roxas. Right. I don't recall off the top of my head if there's an explanation for exactly what happened to her. But I think it's, you know, we've talked about it before. We talked about it with Pinocchio. We talked about it with Traverse Town. If something has, like, a being and a self, it can, like Pinocchio, develop into a person in a real sense. Right. And I think that that is how Shion has emotions is i think that she has sort of like grown a heart over the past 300 plus days i think i guess it's also possible that she's sort of replicating emotions in the same way that like repliku did but whatever the reality of what she's feeling inside she is a copy of sora's memories of kairi which is why she looks like kairi oh it's so she only has Memories. Okay, that makes more sense. You'll you'll notice that a lot of the memories that she dreams about are specifically, at least at first, are specifically memories of Sora and Kairi together. Them on the beach when Sora uh, pulled his heart out, etc. And it's it's only later that she starts to absorb more memories. And she that's that's where she's like, Axel, I remember you being in this castle, etc. Mm, okay so she copied roxas more than she was ever intended to and now they're finding that she might actually be stronger than roxas because she's copied so much from him right do we ever know why she did this did this as in absorbed the memories and the powers <laughs> yeah absorbed just the Kyrie memories to become looking like Kyrie. like yeah <laughs> If I had to guess, I would say that Roxas, on some deep, unconscious level, has those memories inside of him. We know that. Mm -hmm. That's stuff that Naminé alluded to in Chain of Memories, that that a person can have memories in their heart that are effectively unchained and they can't access them. Right. I think that on some level, he remembered Kairi, and then he meets this girl... And he starts to become closer to her. She says his name that one time b before she had a face. I think on some level, just something sort of resonated in him. And he was like, my friend who is a girl? Oh, Kyrie. And that's where Shion takes off her hood and has Kyrie face. Okay. No, all right. All right. That's actually satisfactory to me. <laughs> I, I, yes. Because at first I was kind of like, this just seems arbitrary and... Like I mean, it is, but you're right. I think it actually does kind of work in that way. Okay, all right. Yeah, and you know, it could it could be arbitrary. It is entirely possible that that's just the memories that happened to like leak into her first that sort of took root. It it could be just a coincidence 
that that is what happened. No, but it kind of makes sense because like nobody. Maybe she could have become Riku. <sighs> oh, that that's a better. I don't actually. I don't know if that's a better world or not. <laughs> I don't know if she would have gotten along as well with Axel. No, probably not. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. When they're both, <laughs> at least the one that Sora remembers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that he would be so into eating ice cream on a tower. <laughs> yeah, he would be like, "You enjoy your ice cream. I'm gonna go brood." Yeah, you guys stink too much. <laughs> you guys smell like shit. Uh, so yeah, Axel uh, basically says all of this to Shion, every word of it, word for word, what I just said. Uh, and but he he tells her like. I don't think of you as a puppet. I think that you're more than that. And I believe that you can solve this yourself because we're best friends. And I, I really like that because it's, it would be easy to feel like Axel is just, you know, he's like, well, I, I, you know, I got to follow my orders. Like, I don't want to get turned into a dusk, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is one of those things that makes me like this more the second time around is, I really do feel like Axel actually means what he's saying here. I think he does believe in Shion. Yeah, I think so too. And then she says, I saw a boy today who looks just like Roxas. Is that who I think it is? I don't know when she would have seen Sora. Maybe she just means like in her memories. Maybe. I mean, I guess she she knows Riku. I don't think, there's no way that Shion visited Sora in the pod. There's no way. No, I feel like... Diz would have immediately pulled out a shotgun and blown her head off. No, I think it's just like, you know, in my head or whatever. It must have been in her head. Uh, But then we we pan over and we see that someone is eavesdropping on them. And did you catch who this was? It was Zigbar, I'm pretty sure. It was Zigbar. Yeah. We caught a little bit of his iconic scar. I definitely started to become a Zigbar fan in in this... uh... There's a scene later that I that I was into. <laughs> I like Zigbar. I don't think he ever really like made much of an impression on me back in the day, but watching watching again and paying more attention to the different characters, I think Zigbar's got a great personality in a really bad way. Yeah, he's a huge dick and he loves it and I think his voice actor is really doing some good work. <laughs> I love his his fucking like like surfer bro. All right, hey Roxas. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such an interesting choice. I'm making him sound a lot stupider than he actually sounds, but that's just me uh, not being a professional voice actor. Well, don't you know? Don't put yourself down. You could okay. I am a professional voice yeah, actor. There you you're go. right. Yeah, you're way better Donald I'm Duck Danny than Rukwa I am. From Adult Baby. <laughs> that's oh god. Uh, when's that going to end? <laughs> I, I I said that every recording session. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, go to T-H-E-F-M-I-N dot U-S and look for the adult baby screenplay readings that we did. I can't wait for the conclusion of that thing. I've read it and it, it's so wild. I haven't read any any farther than we've actually recorded, so I, I have no idea how it's going to end. Oh, I can't wait. Someday. Anyway, okay, okay. Uh, what was I saying? I'm an adult baby. Um, yes. And... Zigbar. Zigbar. Zigbar's an adult baby. Yeah, he's a spying adult baby. Hey, where's my milk already? <laughs> oh, fuck. 
I thought becoming a nobody would make me get rid of this, but it's only made it worse. <laughs> oh, man, I still have all my memories of my weird fetish. Oh, well. <laughs> Underneath my robes, I'm just wearing diapers. <laughs> Day 322, round room, meeting, all hands. Uh, nope, not all hands, that's later. Uh, it's Zigbar, Zemnis, and Saix. Uh This is uh, where Zigbar uh, reports that... Oh yeah, because he was eavesdropping, haha. He reports that Sora is starting to affect Shion even more than they expected. And Zemnis is like, yes, he is. And I think that's great. I think that Shion is better than Roxas at this point. And then he asks Saix if the devices are ready. And we still haven't seen those devices, I assume. I don't think we will. Oh, unless... Are the devices what makes the weird fight between Shion and Roxas happen? One would think. Okay. I will tell you right now that the devices play into the final battle of this game or one of one of the final battles of this game there's a couple okay and i will tell you what they do when we get there do they turn you into a boat they don't turn you into a boat that's you are not a million miles off though oh okay i'm well i'm pleased by that all right i'm kind of surprised that they even brought them up in the movie because we never really get an explanation for them and they're completely ridiculous and idiotic but it is what it is uh so Zemnis says we don't need both of them i don't care which one takes all the strength from the other either way we will basically have a pawn who is essentially sora for all intents and purposes which is all they really wanted in the first place right we skip a goddamn month ahead, uh, and I will say, uh, the missions that you do in this time period, I think this is where you get the ability to just skip all the missions, <laughs> but uh, three of the missions that you do in this time span are setting up the devices. So what I'm not going to say what the ominous devices are doing, but they do make Roxas set them up, which is pretty fucked up. Oh. It it's pretty clear that whatever they're doing is no good and it is it is Roxas's job to prepare them. Uh it's day 352. Uh Shion is worried that she's going to fuck everything up. She's like, you know, it's it's great that I'm back here hanging out with my friends, but this this can't go on like this. She flashes back to the Destiny Islands, the day that everything was really weird and uh Riku wakes her up after she passes out from the weird memory flashback, whatever the hell. And he introduces himself. He says he's Sora's friend. Uh, He helps her up. She thanks him. She says, why did you save me? He says, just felt like it. (laughs) So cool. He's being very cool. Uh, And Shion asks about Sora and the girl. And Riku tells her that that's Kairi. Shion notes that they look very similar. I guess she has a mirror. Fine. Whatever. They have they have mirrors in the organization bathrooms, I guess. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. 
I don't know why I'm getting hung up she on that. She sees a reflection <laughs> in everyone's giant eyes. <laughs> Reflecting off the keyblade, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so she, at this point, we know that she had already looked up her her identity at Castle Oblivion. And she admits to Riku that she's a puppet. And she's like, why do I have their memories? Uh, also, she asks if she can see Sora. And Riku says, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad idea. Which, uh, it's kind of unclear why he refuses, until you realize that Diz will kill her. (laughs) Oh yeah, I didn't even consider that part of it. I don't think that's actually what it is, but I was thinking about it, and I was like, if she walked in, Diz would be like, oh, perfect! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Problem solved. He's mad about the delays, so, yeah. We get this back on track, and I get to kill a nobody. <laughs> this is the best day ever. I mean, Diz actually, I think Diz thinks that she's a nobody. I don't think he knows what her deal is, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, I think he does. I mean, she's in the organization. She's supposed to be a nobody. Yeah, not to mention, if he hates nobodies, I can't imagine that he would have much fondness for replicas. I wouldn't think so. It's a pretty similar category. Uh, But he... um. He basically explains to her, like, Sora is is stuck until we get his memories out of you. He says, if you're okay with it, I can take you to Sora and you can give all your memories back to him. Uh, I really like this little Riku moment here, where she kind of semi-sarcastically, but also sort of earnestly asks him, like, do you hate me for taking your friend away from you? And I think she's kind of caught off guard by his honesty, where he's just like, no... I'm just sad. Yeah. Yeah, which is a it's a bad situation. <laughs> and and I I really like I think this is the first time we start to see Riku starting to mature. I just just being able to look at this situation and be like, I can't hold it against her. She didn't do anything. This isn't her fault. Like she's as screwed over by this as I am as as Sora is. Yeah, but I think I I mean, assuming at some point Diz is going to make sure that Riku takes care of her. I think uh, Diz is probably going to take the gloves off. The little half gloves. The stupid little half gloves. Take off gloves and some of my face belts. <laughs> he takes off his face belt and drops it. And it's like, it like explodes like Rock Lee taking off his training weights. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, it's more of uh, Goku taking off his weighted boots, but sure. You know what? I watched way more Dragon Ball Z than I ever watched of Naruto, and yet I still think of Rock Lee. Hmm. I I have not watched any Naruto. The Rock Lee Gara fight is the only thing worthwhile about that 8 million episode show, in my opinion. Okay, I'll watch all of it. <laughs> okay, sure, I haven't even done that. Um, so, Riku... Uh, uh, or she, she tells Riku, like, I'm sorry, I, I understand the situation that you're in, but my friends need me and I need them. And he, he like puts a hand on her shoulder and he's like, just think about it. And what is he says? uh, The answer you come up with can't just be right for you. It has to be one that works best for everyone, you and your friends and everyone else. That's very ambitious Riku. Yeah. Cause it seems like part of the answer is one of us has got to (laughs) die. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that there is a win, 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 win situation like that, but Good luck, Shion. 
meanwhile, uh, back in her present day bedroom, uh, she's like looking at the Thalassa shell and she's like, I have to, I have to make the most of the time that Riku's given me. And that scene, I liked it a lot more when it goes directly into the next scene. But then I wondered, where's the part that I'm remembering? And it turns out that in a little text insert, after she thinks I have to make the most of the time that he gave me, Roxas gets sent on a mission to Halloween Town from Nightmare Before Christmas and Kingdom Hearts 1, where he has to fight a really strong Heartless that, that's been causing a ruckus. Just a and, totally normal Heartless. And did did you see the Heartless in this? I don't even remember if yeah, they Yeah, it looks like a little, it. like, bat demon or something. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a gargoyle kind of thing. And it's really strong. And the fight goes on and on, and Roxas is getting really worn out. And then suddenly Axel just jumps in, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Shion and Roxas are standing there with their keyblades out, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> because somehow, inexplicably, and this is never explained, they were both sent to Halloween Town to fight a strong Heartless, but there was no strong Heartless. They were magicked into seeing each other as a Heartless, and they were trying to kill each other. Who did this? Xemnas, I guess. Is that something he can do? I don't know. It's there's nothing like this ever happens again. I have no idea how this happened. Yeah, I mean, good plan, I guess. It just seems we have no precedent for something like this happening. This was the thing that I was talking about last time where where I was like Xemnas says something cryptic and mysterious and ominous about like we don't have to do anything. This will all take care of itself in time. Yeah. But I <laughs> I don't know how this happened. It's a it's a cool moment that is severely undermined by what happens immediately after it, which is that they all just go and eat ice cream together and they never talk about it again. Yeah, you would think you would want to like discuss this or figure out what had happened exactly. I and and I I said this a minute ago. I love this next ice cream scene if that isn't in it <laughs> because the transition when i watched this cutscene the first time not the first time but before i rewatched it with the the halloween town scene in the middle i love the the little moment where shion is like i have to make the most of this and then it cuts to them all eating ice cream together and shion is like she she's like kind of making an effort to like just have like a, a just like a, a fun time with her friends. She's like, "Ooh, brain freeze, haha!" And they all like have a little laugh. And I was like, "Oh, this is really nice." She's like, "I can't, I can't just let this be us sitting together awkwardly. I, I have to, I have to have a fun time with my friends while I can." But it is so weird when in between those things they almost killed each other. <laughs> I mean, what else is new? We're always almost killing each other or whatever. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I it's bizarre. Yeah, it's so strange. And they don't they don't talk about it at all. They're just eating the ice cream and Axel's like, Uh, oh, have you ever looked for a winner stick? And I'm like, Hey, are you gonna talk about how like Xemnas made you almost kill your best friend? <laughs> uh, just, nope. just another day at the organization. 
I mean, clearly it's not important. They didn't even fucking animate it as a cutscene. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess, do they just maybe not know who did it? And But you would think you'd want to find out who did that to you. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, if I was Roxas and Shion, I mean, he says it here, but not in the way that I would be. Because Roxas is like, hey, why don't we guys all, why don't, why don't we just all run away together? And then we can just, we can just hang out and eat ice cream together and just be friends forever. And in the context of this scene, minus the Halloween Town stuff, it's like, oh, that's sweet. In the context with the Halloween Town stuff, it's like, I mean, yeah, but I would mainly be focusing on the fact that they're clearly trying to make one of you kill the other. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Not like, hey, guys, why don't we just go? No, like, hey, guys, we need to go. <laughs> Axel, you're either with us or you're against us. They're trying to kill us. Yeah. They want one of us dead and they don't care which one it is. Yeah, th- I mean, that's the Kingdom Hearts way, though. Just like a lack, like a, a strange lack of urgency on so many things. It almost makes me wonder if that scene was like... <laughs> like, they they didn't really know how to fit it into the rest of the story. Like, maybe they came up with it, like, at the last minute and they're like, Ooh, what if there's a mission where he has to fight? And it turns out that... And then they're like, okay, where do we put this? Because nothing that we've written would really account for the tension that that would create. I don't know. Just put it wherever. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Axel mentions the winner sticks. Roxas, I don't really know what this was because Roxas is like, oh yeah, and, Ro- and Axel's like, what? What is it? And Roxas is like, nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was either. Maybe he's like, I don't want to tell him because it's such a shit price. <laughs> I don't want to get his. I don't. Because uh, I think they they ask like, oh, what what does the winter stick get you? And he's like, I don't know, but it must be amazing. And Roxas is just like, I I can't break the news to him. Yeah, yeah. They're having. I'm a, sorry, having... Axel. It sucks. It's just ice cream. <laughs> it's one ice cream. I wouldn't want to break his little heart either. To be fair, if he has one. Oh yeah. Either that or Roxas is like, no, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's my free ice cream. <laughs> That's a funnier uh, option for sure. Or maybe, maybe. Okay, this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing my brain cells together. Maybe, maybe Roxas doesn't tell Axel here because he's thinking I don't want to tell him because I don't want to have to exchange the stick for a prize because the stick is associated with a meaningful memory that the two of us had together. And I think that the stick and the memory associated with it is more valuable than whatever the prize is, especially since it's ice cream. All right. I'll, I'll buy it. God damn. I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> I am the Nomura whisperer. This is amazing. I had no idea. I was so smart. Nomura pay, pay us money to, I don't know, <laughs> tell you you're right. Hire this man, me, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, hey, I've got, how many Crackpot Corners do I have? I got, uh, I got 18 of these fuckers. And any one of them could be true. (laughs) Yeah, maybe the Heartless did originate in Halloween Town. Maybe Pluto is the ultimate villain. (laughs) Scanning through these, the number, the number of these that are like one sentence, period, IDK. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then the number of these that are massive paragraphs. I mean, that's exactly what Nomura's notebook looks like, too. <laughs> Uh, maybe Pinocchio is a nobody. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's, um, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. What? I don't know. That could be cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Shion says like, oh, this today's sunset, like we've had some sunsets, but this one has got to be the most beautiful one we've ever seen. And I know that she's, I know that this is her making the most of their time. But it is funny to me because it is literally the same skybox that it always is. Yeah, well, when you almost... I mean, that was it was never going to be anything different, but I don't know. <laughs> Just, it's like... The sunset's always prettier after you almost fucking kill your best friend. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she... Oh, yeah, you got... Oh, it was just a quick note that I hate seeing them bite ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> just with their teeth, and it makes my teeth hurt. I was, oh, I can't remember where I heard this. I think it might have been when I was watching Slow Beef streaming it. Mm-hmm. I think he said that, like, his grandma has, has dentures and would always bite ice cream and make everyone really uncomfortable watching it. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I should just get dentures. <laughs> just pop those fuckers out. Yeah. Get some fake ones. Who needs this? Uh, so, uh, yeah, she's like, I, I wish that things could stay like this forever. This is where Roxas is like, why don't we all just leave together? Uh, Axel makes a sad face because he's like, it's not going to be that easy. And he says, he reminds him of what he said before. What's important is not that we see each other every day. And Shion interrupts and is like, I remember it's, it's as long as we remember each other. I, they did cut a line from the game where she's like, we remember that hokey speech that, (laughs) that you made that one time. I'm I'm kind of glad because the moment lands better this way. Oh, uh, you think so? I I I actually liked Shion teasing him about how hokey it was. Well, she still teases him because she does the "got it memorized" thing to him. She fun. does. She does. She does say "got it memorized," yeah. uh, and she says that she's going to hold on to these memories forever. And this is where we go to Diz, who says, "Okay, for real this time, Riku. The glove. Seriously, they gotta come off." I, I, nobody hasn't died in like a hundred days, and I'm getting I'm getting itchy. It needs to happen. <laughs> I'm feeling the bloodthirst. Please, Riku, you have to kill a nobody. <laughs> uh, he orders Riku to do what needs to be done. Yeah, which I assume means kill both of them. I thought it would just be to kill Chion, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, this is what's weird. Is like I don't really know how Roxas plays into that. Like, ultimately, we know from Kingdom Hearts 2's prologue that Roxas needs to give up his self for Sora to get the memories back. But I would assume that that still applies now. I can't imagine that they would be like, oh, no, Shion, this is a problem. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I I don't know if... I mean, Diz does the complicated computer shit that he does in the prologue of Kingdom Hearts 2. Boy, does he. Um, So... May, do we learn that just, like, murdering them makes the memories disappear forever or something? So it's not that simple? Well, I know the reason that they ultimately put Roxas into the simulation is because they're trying to hide him from the organization. What they don't want is for Axel to just take him back, and then they're like, well, now we don't have the memories. Uh, I see. Okay. I don't know. If they did just kill 
I think that they can't. I think that if they just killed Roxas and he just vaporized like the other nobodies, I would think that those memories would just get lost. Right, and that's why I assumed they were just trying to kill Shion, because she's the real... The the memory stuff was going okay until Shion appeared. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is a part that I love, because it's day 353. Uh, Saix... uh, sort of reminds Axel like don't don't meddle with this situation like this is really we're we're really on the on the precipice of something very important for the organization please stop fucking it up for us uh and he sends Axel Shion and and uh Zigbar on a mission to Wonderland and for no clear reason Zigbar decides to attack Shion on the mission I'm assuming that's the whole point of this mission was for him to kill Shion. Maybe. I'm not really sure. I, you know what? Hey, let me pull up the secret reports. I've got them right here. <laughs> Let's see if there was one from this day. Nope. Fucking useless. Useless. The one thing that I want to report on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sometimes organization members just decide that it's time to kill. I'm looking on Zigbar's article, on his Zigbar article. Uh, nope, it just says that he tries to kill Shion. Huh. All right. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Zigbar tries to kill Shion, and uh, he says, What a blast from the past. Of all the faces, why do I look at her and see yours? And what does Zigbar see? He sees Roxas in his street clothes. <laughs> Hmm, interesting. Which is weird. Cause I uh I'm not gonna explain this moment just yet. Okay. But here's what I will say. That is not Roxas's street clothes. He the the person that uh that Zigbar sees is wearing like armor. Oh, okay. Do you know I d- don't don't say what it is if you know. I, but did I, you just I realize? know about this character. I Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. I didn't notice that. Okay. I thought it was just it was a, it was a quick little flash. I thought it was just Roxas. Okay, but why why would he see? Okay, whatever. <laughs> All I will say is that this moment where Zigbar sees a person in Shion's appearance who looks like Roxas but isn't, it does make sense to me. <laughs> Right, I guess, because you sort of project stuff on Shion anyway. So, all right. Yes, and if if nothing else, we can take from this that, based on the old what a blast from the past, Zigbar has some kind of past with someone who looks like Roxas. Okay. Interesting. I'm starting to get... It's... it's <laughs> I'm getting overwhelmed. <laughs> Well, don't worry. You'll learn more about that at some point. Okay, great. At some point. Not for a long time. Anyway. <laughs> he asks the person that he sees Shion as, why Why do you always glare at me like that? And Shion charges at him, and she's extra strong. She's been getting swole because Roxas is getting unswole. So she overpowers him real easy, and she tells Axel, I gotta get out of here. And we should mention... Uh, despite what Zigbar sees, she is wearing her hood, and Axel is like, "What? What's what's going on, Shion?" And she takes off her hood, and Axel's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, which made me really because we don't get to see what he sees. 
No. And Shion's like, now you understand why I have to leave. And Axel's just like, okay, yep, I am convinced by what you just showed me. I, I, I'm looking forward to being convinced. She got the Jared Leto Joker tattoos. Oh, he's like, oh god, yeah, you shouldn't be around anybody like that. You're clearly, you clearly are both unwell and have terrible taste. You gotta go. Yeah, that's that's not Organization Thirteen style, okay? <laughs> uh, and yeah, she so she she escapes, she disappears. Syx later is chewing out Axel. He's like, what the fuck? You you fucking let Shion escape? What the hell is wrong with you? And Axel's like. Hey, I didn't let her escape. She overpowered Zigbar, and Zigbar's like, yeah, yeah, she did do that. <laughs> I loved that. I also love what Zigbar calls uh, Axel here. Oh my god. Flamesy locks here. Flamesy locks? It doesn't work at all. No. <laughs> but it's great. Um, And then he, well, he says that Axel just sat there sucking his thumb. Yeah. Which And I also like that Axel, because Roxas walks in in the middle of this, and he's like, what the hell happened, Axel? Where is Shion? What did you do? And Axel's like, yeah, yeah, Zigbar's right. I was sucking my thumb. <laughs> Zigbar's like, yeah, you were sucking your thumb, and maybe uh, maybe your diaper needed changing. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is too much adult baby stuff. <laughs> About two different characters? What are we doing? Sorry. Also, Syx, when Roxas walks in, Syx, like, doesn't even look at him, and he just goes, Now we're left with the one we can't even use. Yeah, really fucking rude. He's such an asshole. <laughs> Poor Roxas. Oh, my God. Uh, this is where Zigbar leaves. I think he literally says, I'm going to my room. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> And Axel finally just tells Roxas straight up, Shion is a replica. They they brought her here to copy his powers. Uh, this is where he call he calls her a mirror that is meant to reflect Roxas. And if nobody breaks the mirror, Roxas won't be himself anymore. Which I would say is a really bad analogy. <laughs> yeah, it's she's more like a sponge. Or something. Right, I don't know why he... Yeah, just say, she's absorbing your powers, and if we do, if nothing changes, you're not gonna be you. Like, why introduce the mirror? Yeah. Roxas says... Especially since she's not, like... She literally... She looks like Kyrie. She doesn't look like Roxas. Oh, yeah. She's not a mirror. No. Axel. She... He has brain problems, we know this. Yeah, she's a reflection of your... The desires you project onto her, I suppose, but that's not exactly a mirror. No, it's not at all a mirror. Uh, Roxas, for some reason, doesn't understand, and he runs away, and Axel says, I wish you could understand, and I think that's on you. Yeah, Roxas says something that I feel like, I guess maybe Roxas, Roxas doesn't have this perspective on stuff, he says, I'll always be me! And it's like, <laughs> no, you've barely been you for 300 days. <laughs> Hey, we're coming up on a full year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we're watching here is Shion meets with Riku outside of Beast's castle. I don't know why. I don't know why this is where they met, but it is. Uh, I guess it's where they first met, where he called her a sham and then she did a meme scream. But uh, 
she tells him she's found her answer because she's she's on the verge of losing everything she cares about and she can't let that happen no matter what. And Riku tells her to go to Twilight Town and find Namine. Then she thanks him and goes on her way. And that is where we're stopping for today. Yeah, um, definitely a confusing time, which explains why we talked about it for such a long time. But, <laughs> um, but I'm definitely inter- interested to see where it's going for sure at this point. Yeah, I think I think that that I think that the last part is going to be a, a real a real barn burner. I think we're going to have a great time with that one because uh, I it it again it didn't work for me when I watched the movie for the first time, and I think since we've gone through it over the course of a few weeks, <laughs> and I think we've spent we've we've let we've let all of this breathe, and you know it doesn't always work. But when it does work, it works. And I think uh, that is going to make for some great viewing of the final act. Can't wait. But there is one thing that I I could wait for. Yeah. But we're not allowed to wait for it. Welcome to Wish Us Duck, the segment where we have to do a Donald Duck voice. (laughs) I'm terrified to do it this week. Um, I I haven't been practicing at all. I'm I'm a real fuck up. I'm a real failure. I was practicing today. And it got a little better, but I, I feel like I can't guarantee I'm going to replicate anything I practiced today. I'm We are mirrors that are held up to the face of Donald. And much like a mirror, we distort it and we're like funhouse mirrors, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, Just hydrating. Gotta You got to get a wet mouth for Donald. Yeah, it's good. Can we strike that from the record? No, we, no, 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 no. Can we cut that? Nope. Has to, that has to stay on the record. <laughs> important for this case <clears throat> what should i say um i don't know let's see can you say nominee <laughs> i th- i think i i think i might be able to say nominee okay <clears throat> wow the n is really hard actually <laughs> yeah i could see that yeah uh uh here i'll, I'll give you a waxus okay Pretty good. Okay. It's all right. Yeah. Mine's not going to be anything like that. So <laughs> let me try. You know what I like about this segment? What's that? Is that we have never received any feedback about it in any way. And I know people listen to this podcast. I, yeah. I see the stats. Yeah. Nobody has ever given any indication that they've ever listened to this segment. <laughs> Sauce said that he was doing it around his apartment and and irritating his wife. <laughs> so thank you, Sauce. Me too. This is the segment where people annoy women. <laughs> I guess so. Huh. All right. <laughs> Somehow the the Donald Duck voice impression segment is the most misogynist thing ever committed to podcast. Who knew? That's wow. That's a, who knew. That's a wow. I didn't know we. That's a high bar, but I guess we. I guess we made it over it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is that it? I'm looking. God damn it! I I want to talk about because <laughs> I watched a little extra and then I I pulled back when I realized that we would have extra stuff to talk about from the the text inserts. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna spoil one thing. Okay. We're going to see Mickey Mouse next time. Oh, hell yeah. Yay. I I love it when I see Mickey because he, it just doesn't seem like he belongs in this 
in this world, <laughs> and it's good to see him. <laughs> I I can't re- I can't remember if I talked about the. Uh, I'll I'll hold off on this. Okay, it's we 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 run long yep. anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 stop here. We've, ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Yep. Uh, that's it. You can find us on co-host at Sounds About Light. You can find us on Twitter at Sounds About Light. Uh, you can find me on co-host at Positive Stress. You can listen to my other podcasts, Zero to Zero, where we have just finished watching the movie Blade, and we're about to finish watching the movie Fantastic Four, and then it's on to Blade Two and Rise of the Silver Surfer, whatever that fucking movie is called. Yeah, do you think we should just start doing, like, Shadow Hearts or something for, like, a couple weeks and then go back to Kingdom Hearts? That's, you know, that's that's weird. Are you, I don't, I'm not too familiar. Is Shadow Hearts a Kingdom Hearts spinoff? Because it sounds like one. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You can also listen to my other podcast, Doctor Who, huh, where we're watching Doctor Who in a random order. We just watched The Satan Pit, and next up is the Nikola Tesla episode. That, oh, that'll be a good one. We're gonna have Chai on that week. Oh, well, I'll I'll be listening. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, uh, I guess you can find me at Achilles Heels on co-host, and you can listen to me on the F Plus. We finally released some episodes again, so uh, don't get used to it. <laughs> yeah, Lauren was telling me about something you read with like a like a boss a boss hole. Yeah, billionaire boss hole. It's a <laughs> boss hole. I haven't listened yet myself. Yeah, well, uh, it's really sexy. So get uh, Ooh, look forward to that. Just in time for Valentine's That's Day. That's right. So get yourself a bottle of wine and a billionaire boss hole, and get. Re- I'm gonna. I'm not gonna finish that sentence. We're on noisepace.xyz with other podcasts like LMNOP about elementary and Prime Cuts about Transformers and such and so on and so forth. Check those out. Check them out. They're good. And like we say at the end of every episode, Keyblade. Keyblade. I was really in my throat on that one. I don't that didn't even sound like words at that point. Yeah, it's kinda like a frog saying Keyblade. Keyblade. Oh man, I tried to do Donald Duck and it was nothing. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, great. Bye. Bye. Sora has been put to sleep so that we can piece together his memory. Except You can't because part of it is inside of me. That means he can't wake up. Yeah, you got it. But if you go with me to Sora right now, we could give the memories inside you back to him. So, do you hate me for taking your friend away from you? Nah. I guess I'm just sad. Huh.